0: Changing Pace Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Changing Pace Podcast. I am joined by my lovely wife, Heidi Wing. Hey guys, Heidi, welcome back to the studio, which you don't come in very often.
1: No, nope.
0: no, nope, this is kind of like my my own domain. Yep, I've been calling it the cave lately because I've been buried in this, uh, what is it, I think 10 by 20 space. I've been busy, man.
1: That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, so I picked up a lot of clients. Thanks to a lot of people on Instagram and to uh, some of the people that's on this show, they've been recommending me to companies and businesses. Um, when I say like I've been making a living doing podcasting, people think it's this podcast. Right? No. No, I don't make anything on this show. This is, this is uh, out of the love, right? Right. Um, but I make my living right now producing other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a shout out to Dead Air Silencers, Devin Dyer, um, Fundamental Life Podcast with Matt and Steve. Um, what is Your Living Proof Podcast just jumped on along with Just Ingredients, yep. which is a sweet one. The Heavy Checklist Podcast is back. I'm still co-hosting that, which has been awesome. Um, who else? Um, a lot of people, Yeah. but those guys are keeping me in business and they're helping me pay the bills. So keeping been, us afloat been in here. Honestly, uh, i want to talk a little bit about this. In fact, it has been one year since everything burnt down to hell, right? It is like basically the one year mark from when coronavirus really didn't start, but kind of like took hold and all the shutdown, shut started happening and all the events happened. Um, got a picture i'll put it in uh, the show notes and in the promo video but there was this picture and i remember i was coming home from the gym and i was sweaty and my hair was actually a little longer then mm-hmm. but i was sweaty and i was um looking into the camera it was it was a memory that popped up from like my instagram they, they'll show your stories of you know a year ago or whatever and i was looking at the camera i was sweaty i was just done at the gym and the caption, and I remember this look in my eyes, and the caption just says, another event canceled. Just and, one of them, though. Yeah, but, but like in that moment, if you could see the look in my eyes, and I know myself, so it's easy for me to see it, but yeah, I just remember the feeling of that moment. when they, Because I was like when the bowling ball started rolling down the hill and everything just started burning down. Mm-hmm. And you could see that picture. And when I look at it, I'm like, dude, in that moment, I was pretty dang scared. Yeah. You know?
1: I actually remember that day very vividly.
0: Yeah, it was one after another after another after another. It was almost comical. Uh, I was either laughing or pretty much crying. I, I mean, I, I didn't yeah. ever cry, but pretty pretty dang close. I mean, it was like uh, I I was looking forward to a really good summer, like everything was good, and then in like within a matter of two days, it was all gone.
1: Mm, Twenty-four hours, I'd say. Yeah, because I remember being sick in bed, and you came in and said. Well, this all just canceled. It was like, yeah. By two o'clock, everything had.
0: And I wasn't trying to stress you out. Um, I remember sitting in the garage with our then, uh, cat. Was it chat? Chat means uh, cat. Cat in French. He was a cat. Or he's, some language. He's disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. Great <laughs> cat though. But I remember sitting in the garage, just like, bummed out, and this guy was like jumping on my shoulder and nuzzling my face and like a little tender mercy at that moment that cat was trying to give me comfort, but I was pretty bummed out. Mm -hmm. So we, I was, you know, I put up that post like two days later about, Hey, I can podcast. I can help people. I can help you figure out all of the, the the learning curve. I'll do it for you, for your professionals. Look, you make most of your money um, and you make most of your, a living doing certain things you it may really help you to have a podcast, create content, share with either your employees, your customers, whoever you want to speak to, but maybe you don't want to learn the process right mm-hmm. so I said, well, I'm gonna start doing that and a year later, here we are sitting in the studio uh that's making us money money it's almost paying our bills mm-hmm. um and uh it's a basically a successful business. We kind of landed on our feet, yeah. I mean, we've, we we're in a kinda, lot better we, spot. We totally did. Totally did. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't underplay it. But a year ago, I was scared to death. Uh, didn't know what we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. And today, I'm like, I can confidently say we're we're good.
1: We're on our feet
0: financially. We've always been good through the year. Like, feel like we've supported each other. We've been mentally good, you know. Yeah. But financially, yeah, it's good. Last yeah. year at this time, I sold my Harley Davidson, and that. Money basically paid for this studio. And and I, I'm not going to lie, I've had some friends tell me like, hey dude, do you really want to spend all that money right now? Like on this, in your one car garage and build this studio? Like, is that really, right? really going to help, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I have my doubts. But today, here we are, sitting in the studio, recording a podcast. We've served a ton of clients uh, and it's working. Yep, We freaking did it.
1: You freaking did it. Oh,
0: no, we freaking did it. You're the one, I would say, hey, should I spend this money? Should I do this? And you've always had my back. You supported me. Yeah. And you were right along there with me when I was having bad days. You were there supporting me.
1: You didn't have so that we, many bad days. That's, we did it. Okay, we did it.
0: Yeah. You, you told me not to sell my dirt bike, which probably. Saved had, him. Accounted for a lot of my, you know. Bad days. Bad days. Mm-hmm. Saved a lot of my bad days. Yep. I remember the day of the election. Uh, I was up riding my dirt bike. I didn't give. I don't even care. No. I didn't. I was like, you know what? It's going to be a weird day. Everyone's going to be crazy on social media. I went up into the mountains and I rode my dirt bike.
1: That's your therapist.
0: It is my therapist. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not saying. Uh, I don't. I don't want. I'm not gloating.
1: We're just very grateful.
0: Very, very grateful. Not only to all the podcast people, but there's been a lot of like, uh, goodness shown to our family just by individuals, mm-hmm. um, blessings from God, uh, tender mercies this year has been pretty good to us. Yeah. Um, not what we expected, not what we would have mm-hmm. wanted, but, uh, a lot of good things came. Yep. So here we are. Here we are. So I was going to, I put out this thing on my Instagram saying I may start another podcast it was based towards like, you know, faith, yeah. um, and that sort of thing. And I may still do that, but I did want to bring something up today to talk about with you. And you have no idea what it is, but no idea. I was sitting down with Rich Agate. Rich is a, an old friend from a long time ago when I first moved to Utah. Uh, I started working on a motorcycle shop for him, became good friends. We started a business. We're still friends today. Um, but we were sitting back talking. And he said how in the church, I mean, Rich kind of, I think almost, honestly, I kind of get some of my identity from Rich. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I saw, like, number one, his lifestyle. He's a great father, always around his kids. Yeah. Would drop anything work-wise to go uh, to a field trip, to a soccer game. Um, I saw that, and I'm like, dude, I want to be that dad, right? Right. But then I also saw, like, Rich was like this dude was successful Mm -hmm. but he wore a backwards hat he had long hair (laughs) he was a little bit scruffy Uh, he would roll up in like a an old 70s bronco you know and he'd be around all these business people but he was still himself you know yeah um wearing uh you know at at, at like business meetings with a button-up shirt but completely untucked (laughs) you know what did i wear to church today
1: a black Dixon, untucked, no tie, gray pants, Nike shoes.
0: Yeah. Is that like the norm That's for our normal. church? Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. Rich is that guy too. Um Complete, uh, you know, believer in Christ. Right. Follower. Right. But if you saw him on the street, maybe you wouldn't think that. Okay. You know, so he said, you know, they just called him. What did they call him to? I think they called him as like a, an elders quorum president in our church, which is basically a leader over a bunch of men in a church congregation, if you're not LDS, right? Which is a pretty high calling. And they came to him and they said, hey, Rich, if you're going to be in this calling, you're going to have to shave your beard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: And he said, all right, guys, cool. Like, hey, I know, you, uh, I know you really didn't want me to be in this calling anyway, so... I'm not shaving my beard, but if you want me to serve in this colony, I will, but I'm not gonna shave my beard. And so wow. long story short, he's the elders corn president and he still has a beard. <laughs> and <laughs> so we were talking about him. that. And I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> the same way, man. Like I go to church and I'm the same guy, whether I'm talking to uh, you know, a bishop or, you know, a preacher in the ward. Yep. Or whether I'm talking to my buddy in the corner, or whether whoever I'm talking to, I never change my personality, never change who I am, right? Right. So he told me he gave this talk in church that I thought was super interesting. Okay. Okay. So he was giving this talk, standing up in front of the whole congregation. And he said, brothers and sisters, uh, in the Bible, there was some, you know, uh, really educated people that came to Jesus and they were trying to trick him. But they said, Lord, what is the great, greatest commandment in the law? And how did he respond? Do you know, Heidi? No. Two greatest commandments in the law are number one.
1: Love thy neighbor.
0: No, first number one oh, is love, love God. God. Yeah. It's to love God. So out of all the greatest commandments in the church. You're
1: supposed to love God you're first. You're supposed
0: to love God first. Yep. And then he said the second.
1: Is love thy neighbor.
0: Wrong. What? It's to wear a white shirt to t-shirt or a white t-shirt or a white button up shirt to church.
1: That was not a commandment.
0: Oh, that isn't? Okay, so maybe it was not drinking alcohol. Okay. The second commandment. That's the second greatest commandment, right? No. Oh, wait, was it? Or was it? um, You're
1: confusing me.
0: Make sure that you're on time to sacrament meeting.
1: That's not a commandment.
0: Is that not the second greatest commandment?
1: No. The second greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor like you love God.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's none of those laws that we... Are are told is the greatest commandment are you sure it's not to wear a tie to church?
1: Right. One hundred percent.
0: Are you sure it's it's to never say a swear word?
1: <laughs> For sure. One hundred percent.
0: Do you get what I'm getting? With yes,
1: this? yes.
0: God said or or Jesus said to these people that the greatest commandments in the law are number one to love God. Number one. Number two, to love your neighbor. Yeah. That's the second most important thing that Jesus said that we should do in this lifetime. Right. So, yeah, I was going to start a podcast and talking about it. Whether you're LDS like me, whether you're a Christian, whether Christian, you, whatever you believe, this, this is a universal principle. I'm not trying to push any religion on anybody. But the principle behind that statement is, is the same. Sometimes I think that in the church, in congregations, in groups of people that all believe the same, They get caught up on these principles. We should do this. We should do this. We should do this. And what do they do? They immediately take that and they judge the people that aren't doing that. Right. But what Jesus said, you know, love him. It's to love him and love thy neighbor.
1: No matter what religion you are.
0: What if your neighbor shows up to church in jeans and a t-shirt?
1: That's okay. What did I tell you this morning? Hey babe, what should I wear to church today? Should I wear a jumpsuit? And, and what did you say? What did I
0: said, go for it. Go
1: for it. That's funny, actually. Anyways,
0: yeah, I mean, straight up, I I really don't care if you showed up to jean to to church in jeans and a shirt, you know. But we're co- so caught up in some of these things that we're told that we should do right.
1: To show respect
0: well, like you know, like drinking, um, our church believes that you you shouldn't drink that your body is important, it's a temple, it's a gift from God, and that we're supposed to take care of it, so we do that by avoiding things that could be harmful to our bodies, but then some people choose to do that, right, and within especially our church, and I'm sure in other churches and in other groups of people, people will judge
1: mm-hmm.
0: other people for those choices that they have made, yeah, forgetting that the second greatest commandment that Jesus gives to man is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. When you think about it, it's like, what really matters? None of the little stuff. How are you treating other people? How are you treating other people that don't look like you, that maybe don't make some of the choices that you do, that maybe you don't agree with? It's like, man, we we just got to show love.
1: That's all it is. You do people gotta just worry about themselves.
0: We gotta worry about ourselves, but in, in in some cases we gotta worry about other people.
1: Yeah, but what do you do? How do you worry about other people? By showing them kindness. I'll
0: tell a story, okay? Okay. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I tell this as a story to kind of illustrate like a point, paint a picture, right? Okay. We used to live in Draper, <laughs> Draper, Utah.
1: PS he hated it.
0: I hated Draper. Hated I, it. I, I met some good friends there. The millers. Oh um, yeah. Some good people in Draper. Yeah. Um but I'd I never really enjoyed living there. And that's because the lifestyle that people live there and it's it just wasn't the way that I wanted to live. Okay. Right? But in the church there, I would go to the church. And me, I'm a little rough around the edges. Now I am a full believer in the principles that are taught in my church. I do my best to be a good person. Um, to make good choices. I try not to swear, even though that I'm not the greatest at that. There's there's a lot of things that I do wrong, complete faults. Um, But I am a full believer. And for me, I can go to church, whether um, if everyone hated me, I could still walk in the building because I knew that's where I'm supposed to be, right? Right. Even though I dress different, I may roar up on a Harley or on a pit bike. Or a wheelchair. Or a wheelchair <laughs> with a broken foot, crutches. And I may roll in there with no teeth. These are all things that have happened. In Draper. But I, I, I'm okay. I can be there. I'm, I'm strong enough in my convictions to still go to church. Mm-hmm. I could go to church if I didn't have any friends. Right. So we lived in Draper. We'd go to church. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, I don't enjoy sitting through all of the meetings. So what would I do? take the kids and i'd go for laps around the building we'd go outside <laughs> throw rocks so i was out there and we actually had a neighbor move in i don't know five or six houses down from us right mm-hmm. And i remember him moving in he had this old hot rod he was rolling into his garage had a big old goatee long goatee yeah. rough rough looking dude like my people you right. know i'm like yeah this guy's my dude so i went down and talked to him a couple times i think i lent him a hose you remember that? Yeah. I think I lent hose. Very
1: vaguely. But yes.
0: Something. Anyways, I made buddies with him. So as I'm in the hallway at church one Sunday, I see this guy, um, and he's sitting in the back of the church, like near the water fountain, like on the ground with his two kids just sitting there. And I'm rolling up. So I roll up. I'm like, yo, big high fives, you know, daps and love. Hey, man, so good to see you here. I didn't know you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Tell you felt uncomfortable. Right. But I sat there with him. I sat right on the ground, started chatting, let him know I was glad to see him there. I'm letting him know if he needed anything else that I'm here, if he needed to find his class, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, we ended up, I think, walking into sacrament together. And he walked down, sat in sacrament, and uh, nothing happened, right? Mm -hmm. But he, he kept coming back. And every time I'd see him, I'd give him lots of love, we ended up talking a bunch, but uh, he kept coming. Yeah. So uh, there's a meeting where all the men meet, and it's was, it was called elders quorum. And in this meeting of men, he ended up becoming a teacher. And so I, I thought it was cool because I'm like, yeah, this guy's freaking real. He's a rad dude, just like me. So anyways, he's teaching this lesson. And he just said, hey, you know what? I said, I want to talk to you guys about something. He said, my first Sunday here, I came to church. I went into sacrament meeting, I sat in the back, nobody talked to me, I looked around, I felt really uncomfortable, uh, he said, I've just stopped drinking, I had a horrible divorce, I got full custody of my two kids, mm-hmm. doing what I think is right, coming to church, and I looked around, I'm like, man, there's really nobody here like me, like me. Uh, nobody said anything to me, nobody felt me. made me feel welcome, so I sat, I, I walked out. And I was getting ready to walk out of church. And for some reason, he said, I sat on the ground, sat in the back of the church, and I just sat there thinking, what am I going to do? And he said, and Marcus came and talked to me, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, because he talked to me, made me feel comfortable, made me feel appreciated, and let me know that there was other people in this building that were like me. Yeah. He said, I decided to keep coming back. And he said, eventually I met more of you, and I, I felt comfortable. But he said, if it wasn't for him saying that, I would have walked out the building, and I probably never would have come back. Right. Now, in my beliefs, when we die, we're going to stand before God, and we're going to answer for the things we've done in this life. Where are our kids? You know, how did you raise them? Um, how did you treat your neighbors? Mm-hmm. What if I wouldn't have? What if I wouldn't have said, "What's up to that guy?"
1: Jesus wouldn't have been very happy.
0: What if he walked out of the building and never came back to church, and I never saw, never thought another thing about it? Do you yeah. know how tragic it would be before I, if I'm standing before God, and he's like, Marcus, I put you in this situation. This guy needed a friend. Uh, he needed someone to relate with. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I gave you that feeling, and you kept walking. Mm-hmm. Do You know how bad I'd feel?
1: You, anyone would feel bad.
0: Anybody? Do you know, do you know there's going to be a lot of people that uh, have gone to church every single Sunday their whole life, right? Right. Who've never said a swear word in their whole life.
1: But don't know how to say hi to people.
0: But don't know how to say hi to people who've judged people unfairly because they don't make all the same good choices that they do. And, you know, they're going to stand before God, and I think there's going to be, like, a realization that, oh, man, maybe I missed some of the plain and simple things Jesus was teaching. Yeah. Love God. Love God. Love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you're not Christian, maybe maybe you don't believe the same way you do. Maybe you believe that you just die after this life and nothing else goes on. I can promise you that we don't have to wait um, to see God, to know that we made the right choice, that if we're good to people, if we're out there and we're making good choices and we're making people feel more comfortable, whether it's at work, whether it's in social settings, maybe it's your neighborhood, whatever it is, is if, we can do that for other people. We're going bur- to take the burden off of them. We're going we're gonna to feel good about it. Right. We're going to teach our kids to do the same thing. Right. I think that the best um, example in our family is probably Lexi. Yeah. Our Lexi is our second youngest daughter. She's turning eight years old yep. in a few days, actually. But they've she's told me several stories, and even London's told me several stories. So whenever she sees someone sitting by herself,
1: On the buddy bench.
0: On the buddy bench. She goes over, sits with them, and makes sure that she goes and invites them to play with her friends. She'll sit there with them. She's one of the sweetest kids. And uh, just that small little example from her, I think, is something that we need to take away. For sure.
1: She loves her neighbors. So. She loves her friends.
0: If you're religious, or if you're LDS like me, if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, whatever, love God. Love your neighbor.
1: Be kind.
0: It's a universal principle taught in the Bible, which all kinds of religions accept as truth, right? Right. Love God. Love your neighbor. Amen. Simple as that. I like it. Uh, don't don't take all the way, the you know, all of the laws and try to break it down. I mean, these smart people were trying to trick Jesus, and he broke it down very simply for us with those two facts. And that's the, the thought that I had this week, and that's what I wanted to bring you in to talk about. I like it. I'm not the best at everything.
1: You're pretty dang good.
0: I'm. I'm not. I mean, I've got a lot of faults, and I don't. I don't want to admit to a bunch of them on this show. But, but there's no need to. But that's one thing that I'm trying to do is is when I stand before God, I want to be like I loved. I loved you very much. I mm-hmm. Did everything I could, and I loved all my neighbors.
1: And you do a good job at it.
0: And I love my wife Heidi.
1: Aww, I love you.
0: We are going to Costa Rica on Aww. Tuesday. So we're going to be gone for a couple weeks, or not a couple weeks, five days, and I'm sure I'll come home and have to catch up on some editing. So it may be a couple weeks before we posted. But I did wanted to get this. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, um, and I wanted to put it out there. So thank you, Heidi.
1: Um, Anytime.
0: And thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on another episode of the Changing Pace Podcast.